is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome to the Mark Levin Show. That, of course, is not the voice of Mark Levin. It is your handy-dandy, crafty, knuckleballer veteran out of the bullpen. Your good old friend, I hope, at least based on some of the Twitter feedback, informing my followers I was going to be in tonight. Uh, Your friend Dan Bongino, contributing editor over at Conservative Review. I sounded confused there for a second, like I forgot who I was. A little punchy today. I don't know what it is. I have a lot of material to cover today. I don't really know where to start. I There's tons of just juicy stuff out there. I mean, one thing with the Trump administration is uh, don't don't turn your eyeballs a minute from the television. Because between the Democrats losing their minds over Trump and this, this speech yesterday at the U.N., which was great, by the way, you can't turn your eyes away for a minute or you'll miss something. But before I get to my content here... I was watching, I had the TV on, on Fox, and I was watching before I came on the air. And it's just hysterical watching Democrats, liberal Democrats, they have one of those Brett Baer panels, watching Democrats and talking head Democrats defend the absolute catastrophe that's become the Trump-Russia fairy tale. I'm not going to beat this thing to death again, because you know what? <laughs> I mean, Mark exposed this thing months ago. When is the litany of apologies to Mark Levin going to begin for exposing the Trump-Russia fairy tale? And most importantly, the Obama-Trump scandal. That's the real scandal. The Obama administration spying on the Trump administration, which, which Mark, again, exposed when I was taking my daughter to a gymnastics meet seven months ago. When is that going to become the real story? But getting to my point, it's, it's comical, hysterical, ridiculous, absurd. I, I mean, I'm running out of adjectives and adverbs here to describe these kooks on the air. These talking heads defend this. The, when I say defend this, I mean the unmasking, the wiretapping of Trump. Folks, let's bottom line this whole thing. Let's cut through all the crap. Let's get through all the debris, the scar tissue. Let's rip the Band-Aid off and talk about exactly what this was, just for a second. This was a sitting president spying on the nominee from the other party and eventually the president-elect. That's it. That, stop the crap. Stop the, Stop wrapping it in a cute little bow. Stop putting lipstick on the pig. That's what this is. Just admit it. Just fess up. You're you're so busted. You are so busted, Democrats. Don't run from it. Just be it. Love it. Own it. Come clean now. This is only going to get worse. I was watching this uh, female commentator. I forget her name, but she's a liberal. Pretend she's not, but she is. And she's like... Well, this unmasking stuff, let's just be clear, this was perfectly legal. Perfectly legal? It, you know, in, in uh, during the French Revolution, de- decapitations were perfectly legal in the street. We're not talking anymore about what you determine, air quotes here, is legal. It wasn't constitutional, and it was clearly immoral. Watching these people rack their brains for reasons to try to support a sitting president spying on the president-elect of the opposite party is, just fill in the blank, outrageous, incredible, the destruction of the Constitutional Republic? I mean, what's happened with this is unbelievable. You had a, you had the Obama administration. 
caught in multiple lies. They are, listen, it's like, you know when you're kid, like I have a five-year-old. Any of you got kids out there, like five-year-olds? Mark's got millions of listeners, so I'm sure I'm talking to a good, healthy swath sample size of people with five-year-olds or less, right? You know what I'm talking about if you have a five-year-old, six-year-old or, or less. After that, they start to figure it out that you'll know they're, you know, they know they're busted, right? But you ever walk in the house and there's like, you know, there's 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 cookie. Uh, say they were eating like a chocolate chip cookie and it was melted, and there's chocolate you know, fingerprints, handprints on the fridge as they were trying to get in or get stuff. And you're like, did you go in the fridge and get one of those cookies? They're like, no, daddy, what at me? And you know, they're your kids. They're five. They're cute. And you're like, I know they're lying. I know I should tell them and not to lie, but you just you you know, this is the Obama administration. It's the five year old. With the cookie marks on the fridge, saying, "No, we didn't do it." Yeah, <laughs> I, I. This is uh, this is incredible. Do you understand what? You just better own this. This is not going to get better, Libs. I don't even want. Seriously, I didn't even want to talk about this. I was just watching before I come on the air, and I'm like, I'm scratching my head like at this liberal talking head. Just get it over with. Pull the Band-Aid off. You know what? Go listen. We really suck. This was a really, really bad move. I believe in the Fourth Amendment. I believe in the Constitution. And although this may have been technically legal by using FISA courts and all these manipulations of the system to reverse engineer a wiretap on the president-elect and the major nominee from the opposite party, this was just wrong. I can't defend it. Say what you want. You can stick with your Democrats. I love my Democrats. That's great. But this was just wrong. you got to come clean, Libs. This isn't going to work for you. This is not going to end well. Where do you think this is going to go? Your president, your administration was spying on Trump. They're like, oh, we weren't really spying on him. They were spying on people who were talking to him. Oh, okay. oh, that makes it so much better. Thank you. Now, for those of you who have never heard me here on the show before, I fill in for Mark a lot. He's gracious enough to let me man the microphone, along with some very talented other folks, one of which I'm using a sound cut uh, from tonight later on. But I was a federal agent. I know the process here. I'm not beating you over the head with it. This isn't one of those, hey, look at me. I was a federal agent. Wow, it's so cool. Who cares? Nobody cares. I'm on the radio now. It's all you need to worry about. But it is important for this conversation. You know how hard it is to get a criminal wiretap on people? Well, they got a criminal wiretap. Apparently, at some point, a Manafort had to dump it through the lack of evidence. And then they go back to a FISA court where you don't need probable cause for a crime. They went back. This seems to me like you're hunting for a person, not a crime. Guys, ladies, this is very dangerous. I, I've seen the awesome power of the federal government to take away freedom. And I cannot imagine what would have happened if someone, you know, with the Secret Service, we investigated counterfeit and financial crimes, too. We didn't just do protection. I can't imagine what would have happened if someone would have walked into our office, say it was connected to us, I don't know, a local cop we knew or someone we worked with on protection missions. He goes, hey, he walks into the office where I worked in New York and he said, hey, guys, I need a favor. I got this guy down the block in my neighborhood. I ran against him for the HOA president, and I lost. This guy's a real, uh, he's a blank of, uh, you figure it out, right? Uh, and I think he's dirty and up to no good, but I'm not really sure. And I haven't really seen any crimes committed or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure this guy's dirty. I need a favor. I need you to go find the crime on this guy and arrest him so that I can be the HOA president. 
Now, if you're listening to this story going, oh, my gosh, that would be horrible. Imagine using Secret Service agents to go lock up a guy who, you know, who was an enemy of a friend of the Secret Service because they just wanted to get him to be the HOA president. That's what happened here. That's what's, that's what's going on. Do you think Manafort, who's fighting back so viciously right now, is doing so because he's terrified of, 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 uh, you know, of this criminal investigation that had a lack of evidence? My, my intuition on this is he's fighting back because he knows they have nothing. I didn't even want to spend as much time on this, but, you know, I, I had a conversation yesterday with, uh, I was on with um, Hannity before, and I said to Sean on the air, and I'll say to anyone else involved in this, if you're involved in this and you were, I would sue personally. If you've been unlawfully surveilled by people, I would sue personally, not the government. Sue these people. I get it. They have defenses. Of course, they're going to be indemnified. But just to make a point, because this is unbelievable. I mean, you are witnessing in live time the destruction of the Constitutional Republic. If liberals are seriously going to sit back and try to justify the buffoonish clownery of the Obama administration spying on uh, spying on its political enemies. This is uh, it's really just ridiculous. All right. Um, here's what I really want to get to today. So there's a piece up on Drudge from The Hollywood Reporter. I tweeted it out. It's, uh, you know, it's a couple lines down now on Drudge. But it's about the, the NFL. And, and, you know, I don't want to do the whole show on the NFL, but it's it's important I touch on this because it speaks to a larger issue with liberals. And for those of you who've heard me before in the show, I really like the why. Why they do what they do. Bigger, larger explanations behind why liberals do what they do. Because there's always a reason, and it's never the reason they say. If they tell you they want to get you health care, it means they want to control your health care. If they tell you they want to increase your taxes, it's not because they want your money. It's because they want control of the economy. If they wanted more of your money, they'd actually decrease your taxes. That's not what, The liberals always have a back-ended reason. Always. And there's still something going on with the NFL right now in ratings, and with, it, it, that's not a mystery. Everybody kind of knows the NFL ratings have been going down badly. They dropped something like 14% and then 17%, and they were using the hurricanes for an excuse, and now that there's no hurricane, the ratings went down again. And so they did a poll, and in the poll, no mystery to any conservative listening, 30% of people who responded to the poll said, I'm not watching the NFL anymore because I can't take these guys kneeling during the national anthem and disrespecting the country and the flag. Folks, listen to what I just told you. That is a poll of actual viewers of the NFL saying they are not watching the NFL because of Colin Kaepernick and their anti-American protests. Their, their words, not mine. It's an actual poll with actual numbers you can actually read with your actual brain, okay? Liberals are freaking out about this poll. They're freaking out. They're having a meltdown. They're developing all kinds of alternative explanations. They're trying to avoid this poll. They're saying, well, it's the lack of scoring. It's that the game isn't violent enough, whatever, which is interesting because liberals want the game played with like, uh, you know, they, they want touch football. They want like flag football. Liberals can't stand the, the, the contact sports. They can't, they want to, you know, they want everybody to be playing, you know, two hand touch. But there's a reason for this. And on the other side of the break, I'm going to explain this, because it's really important you understand this to get behind the psychology of the modern liberal. I'll give you a little hint here. They hold extremely unpopular opinions on a multitude of issues, and they make you believe they're popular only through fear and oppression. It's the only way to do it. It's the only way to do it. That's why they are terrified of this poll, because their position 
is that, listen, America stinks. We're a force for bad in the world. Everybody should stand against America. And when they did it and the NFL's ratings dropped, now they're clamoring for a reason why it's happening, which is not due to the kneeling protests, because that doesn't fit their narrative. This fits into a number of different issues, and a, 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 there's a good portion of this embedded in silly, stupid liberal psychology, and I'll explain more to you on the other side of this break. I'm Dan Bongino, at the Bongino on Twitter. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. Liberals always welcome. I love a good uh, rhetorical combat fight on the air. So 877-381-3811. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino at the Bongino on Twitter. Filling in for the great one. He is uh, off for uh, Rosh Hashanah. He will be back tomorrow. Have no fear. No withdrawal symptoms necessary. Hey, so as always, I'm really active on social media. And <laughs> it drives everybody crazy, but especially my wife. She hates it. She's listening to it as always. But, uh, yeah, it's, I love it. And, of course, I get, you know, tweets and stuff. And, and during the break, I got a few of these from our liberal friends. I'm not going to say who, but... Because then they get offended, which really drives me crazy. It's like, don't tweet me then. It's, it's social media. If, if Fellas, liberals, I know you have a tough time with this, but just a note. If you tweet at me on social media, it's not an email. People can see this, okay? It's social media. People can see it. You can email me, go to my website, and no one will see that. I promise I won't screenshot it and fire it out there. But if you if you tweet me, I'll see it. So I'm getting tweets and like, well, and, and we're gonna we're gonna take a call in this a little while. I don't wanna I don't wanna steal us under the caller. We'll take him after the break. But the gist of it is, well, what's the problem with this investigation? We don't know what they're gonna find. Okay, yeah, all right, that's a great. I love that. That's great. Supporting the monopoly force power of government and supporting open investigations into people. You're admitting yourself you have no idea if they did anything wrong just because you don't like their politics. Yeah, that's a great idea. That is awesome. Let's do that. Let's flip the script on you in 2020, as a matter of fact. God forbid this guy loses in 2020 to some like Bernie Sanders type loony radical leftist, right? When that Bernie Sanders wannabe or Bernie Sanders himself, God forbid, wins, right? And he's the president-elect for that 10 weeks between when Trump were to leave and Sanders were to, God forbid, get in, right? Let's flip the script. Let's just open an investigation. I'm absolutely sure at some point we're going to find something. I'm sure of it. I'm sure we're going to find that Bernie Sanders at some point may have ripped a mattress tag off a mattress or even, folks, even worse. This is really bad. Bernie Sanders may have jaywalked it sometime as well. It's a crime. What what are you saying? You're doubting me? What are you laughing? You think this is funny? Isn't it funny? He committed a crime. Now, I don't know that Bernie, to be fair to Bernie, I don't know that Bernie jaywalked. I'm guessing. I know I have. But, folks, do you see the problem here? Liberals, how do you not see this? No, I'm, I'm really, I'm being serious for a second. Please, like, Cotton out of ears, cotton in mouth for a moment, Libs. Because I know that's, you know, the cotton's always in here. You don't want to hear any, you need safe rooms and crayons and stuff when people talk to you, and, you know, and, and express conservative ideas you're not comfortable with. But you're cool with this. You're cool with the government opening open-ended investigations into people on the hope that one day you'll find something. I've got news for you. You will 
always find something. I promise you, this is a big audience. I promise you, on my life, I mean that. This is serious here. Every single person listening to this show has at some point in their life committed some crime that's prosecutable. You're like, no, no, not me. No, I haven't. No, I promise you, you have. At some point, you have violated some statute somewhere, knowingly or unknowingly, and if the government wanted to dig that up and find something on you, they would get it. I promise you. And you're okay with that. The reason our law enforcement infrastructure in the United States investigates crimes, not people, is because we don't want an arbitrary and capricious government that targets people. We are supposed to target crimes and criminality that are affecting the public at large when there's a complainant. When the complainant is basing their position on politics, not on being the victim of a crime, you don't see this as a problem? When you walk into a police station, you say, I was robbed. You are the victim of an actual crime. When you walk into the, uh, the Department of Justice and say, I was robbed of an election victory like Hillary Clinton and the Obama administration, you don't get to prosecute the people that won. That's not how the justice system works. That would be called the injustice system. You don't see this as a problem? If you're going to call and defend it, you better have a really good reason, because this frightens the heck out of me. I'm Dan Bongino, at the Bongino on Twitter, in for the great one. Give Mark a follow, at Mark Levin Show as well. We'll be right back. Liberty's Voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, at Bongino on Twitter. Contributing editor over at Conservative Review. Filling in for the great one. He will be back with you tomorrow. Have no fear. Uh, he's just off for Russia. Shana. Uh, so before the break, I was talking about this you know, Trump-Russia thing, and I didn't forget where I was. I am, so to say, not a trained broadcast professional as many, but I did not forget my thing in the NFL. We'll get back to that. I'm just... I'm really just flabbergasted that, that libs can't just fess up and say, hey, man, we really screwed this Russia thing and this spying scandal up. You know, libs love slogans, right? Bush lied, people died. Uh, I mean, that's it's all they do. I mean, they have slog- liberalism is a slogan. Like, it's a cheap, silly, stupid bumper sticker. They don't have anything else. You know, we should start you know, stealing their tactics, and we should start the sloganism, too. You know... Obama, uh, Obama spied, Susan Rice lied. I mean, why don't we repay the favor? Folks, that's what this was. The president of the United States, his administration spied on the guy they lost the election to, or their party did. It, it, it's no more complicated than that. Don't look, stop trying to dig, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. The president spied his administration on the Trump team. And folks, we still don't have a reason. Now, I'm going to get to Chris, who's he's, he's from Gainesville, Florida, in a second here, who says he disagrees with me, a caller. And if you want to call, 877-381-3811. But don't you think, with all the leaks, with all that's happened, with all of the deep state efforts to destroy the Trump administration, that by now, finally, some reason would have leaked why the Obama administration was spying on Donald Trump's team? Nobody knows. What was the movie? You know, Mark has a great audience. Tweet me if you know this. There, 
There was a line. I remember, you know, give me two from Utah, Johnny Utah and Point Break. And other, but there's this line I always remember from a movie, and I can't remember where it's from. It's like, where did they go? Nobody knows. And they say it in that accent. Do anybody know where that's from? I remember this from where they go. Nobody knows. I don't know where that. It drives me nuts. But why am I bringing this up? Because what's the reason? Nobody knows. Nobody has any idea. Nobody has any idea to this day what the reason is. Uh, they ordered pizza one night, and I had a side of Russian vodka. They, there was definitely a reason to spy them. Nobody has any idea. We've heard a million different things. Jaywalking, uh, Russian spying, Moldovian server farms, Martian moon landings, bogus hair products, fake tanning cream. There's been a thousand and one reasons given. None of them are legit. They're all made up. No one has produced yet a reason why the Obama administration spied on Donald Trump's team. Nobody. And it's just hysterical. I, I'm serious. I remember taking my daughter to a gymnastics meet down in Fort Lauderdale. I'm driving her down there. This is six months ago, at least, if not more. And I'm listening on Sirius to Mark on Fox News. Levin, you, your show, his show, here. The guy you should be listening to will be back tomorrow. And I'm listening to him on Fox News on the weekend. Describe... The New York Times and the hack media's own headlines about the spying and then how they're calling. This was great. I mean, folks, I get it. I feel in for a little bit. You're like, why are you kissing Mark's butt? I, I don't care about it. Mark doesn't care about any of He did not even ask me to cover this. He did not communicate on this with me about this show tonight at all. But it's hysterical that Mark was using the media's own headlines about Trump being wiretapped, re literally reading headlines as the media called Mark a kook for saying that Trump was wiretapped. He was reading their own headlines. Here, folks, we live in this is like the craziest time ever we live in for politics. It is like it's bizarro Superman land. It really is. It's like everything's upside down. I, I you know, I've, forgive me for using this same analogy, but it's just so funny. It's that Seinfeld episode where George does everything backwards and it works out for him. He tells the boss to go pound sand. He gets a promotion. He says stupid things on a date. The ladies can't get enough of him. This is what we're living in in politics. <laughs> the New York Times and the hack media publishes a multitude of stories about the Obama team spiry, uh, spying and wiretapping the Trump team. Mark reads the actual headlines and Mark's the conspiracy theorist. It, and with no shame at all, these people do this. And yet we're supposed to take these morons credibly. Brian Stelter, that, that, that CNN disaster, that guy's a disgrace. He should really resign. I mean tomorrow. Do us all a favor. Leave. This is not for you, dude. This is not for you. You're like a doctor who doesn't like the sight of blood. You're like a bartender who throws up at the sight of vodka. You're, this is, the media is not for you. It's not, it's just not for you. Find something, do something else. All right, let me take this call here. Let's go to Chris, who disagrees with me from Gainesville, Florida. Chris! So you think I'm wrong about this. I, make a case, but you know you better make it a good one because I have very little tolerance for garbage. So go ahead. I've got, I, I, feel like, I feel like maybe, so I've been listening to the talk radio all day long, and it seems like there's a little bit of like a victory lap going on here that I think might be a little bit um, disingenuous because, you know, we have to remember that Mueller did not, so, like, liberals 
think that Mueller started his investigation under the guise of trying to destroy Donald Trump. And conservatives... No, no, wait, wait, Chris, time out. I'm not... That's not what I said. And I don't like when people do this. I'll I'll, I'll turn this over to you in a second, but I'm not going to allow you to do that. That is not the premise of the show so far. You said you were listening. I don't think you were. This is why I say you got to get the cotton out of your ears, okay? My case is not against... I haven't even mentioned Mueller yet. My case is against the Obama administration unmasking and authorizing wiretaps against Trump and his team. That is my case. I've never mentioned Mueller. You're mentioning Mueller. We're not going to do that. So do you have another point? Because that's not a legitimate one. All right, so let's just... uh, Let's go straight to the point then. They wiretapped Mueller. uh, It's not Mueller. Sorry, Paul Manafort, who... Is not a good guy. Let's just. How do you know that? Wait, how do you know that? I mean, because Trump fired him when he. How do you know that? I'm not. That that was campaign related. Who care? How do you know that he's not a good quote a good? So let me wait. Let me get this straight. I'm going to ask you two questions, and I'll I'll, I'll let you answer them. Number one, do you know Paul Manafort? That's an easy yes or no. Number two, okay. So let's get right to number two. So you admit you don't know Paul Manafort. So you have no idea if he's a good guy. Secondly. Is being not a, quote, good guy reason to authorize the monopoly power of the use of force of the massive federal government law enforcement intelligence infrastructure, intelligence infrastructure, to go after someone? Is that a reason? Okay. Let, let, no, 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 no. Yes or no is fine. That'll do, Chris. Is a yes or no is okay here? Is that a reason? That's not okay. Okay, so in the Constitution, nowhere does it say, if Citizen X is not a good guy, the government could go after him with the massive intelligence and law enforcement operation. It doesn't say that, correct? Correct. Okay, so do you, again, is there an actual point in this? Right, so we don't know what they have on Paul Manafort. Okay, we, we don't, but nobody knows. So can we agree there's been a, a multitude of leaks on everything from literally how Trump watches Fox News in the morning? You think I'm making this up? Google it. There was a leak no, about I, that I, he watches Fox News in his robe in the morning. So there's been a leak on everything in the campaign ex- uh, and on the investigation except the actual reason. So can you a guy agree, this is, again, a simple yes or no, that neither you, I, or anyone else out there has actually heard a reason this investigation is going on? Absolutely. We haven't heard it. Okay, so now we're six months into the Trump presidency, Chris. You're calling me to challenge me on this, and you're admitting a couple things. You're admitting to me you don't know Paul Manafort. You're admitting to me that being not, quote, a good guy is not a reason to surveil someone. And number three, you're admitting to me that you still don't know the reason, and none of this bothers you that a major party presidential candidate and a president-elect was surveilled by the Obama administration. None of this bothers you that you have no idea what the reason is? Well, we do know that Paul Manafort was in that uh, black book in Ukraine getting millions uh, So was of John Podesta, who was Hillary Clinton's campaign chair. Does that bother you as much? Uh, John, I, I think Hillary Clinton was an awful candidate when John uh, Podesta has you know, issues. But okay, but why, so why isn't the Podesta group then under investigation right now? Why is it? Because they, they would be if... Uh, oh, if they, you know, how do you know that? I... Chris, uh, listen, I'm I'm trying to be really generous with you to give you, but do you really, is there a point in this? Because you're doing what liberals do when they call. You say you're an independent, I don't buy a second of it. You're making points that are just silly and trying to pique people's emotions. He's not a good guy. That's an emotional point. It's not a reasonable one. It's not a legal point. You're saying things that make no sense. You're basically saying that this is okay. 
Obama spied, Susan Rice lied. Obama spied on Trump, and you haven't given me one reason yet, constitutionally, legally, emotionally, or any other reason why this is okay. What I was trying to say is that we should wait for the Mueller. The Mueller investigation is going to show up. You know, it's going to either have the goods or it won't. But Chris, until everybody point, has the goods. This is what you're missing, man. What part of this are you not getting? Chris, I don't know you. I have no idea who you are. I guarantee you right now, when I was a federal agent, if I wanted to bag you, I've got the goods on you, too. You think I'm kidding? You think I'm making that up? You think I can't find something on you? If I was a, if I was a corrupted, I'm not a federal agent anymore, nor would I ever do this, obviously. But you think if I was still an agent, I was corrupt, and I wanted to go find something on Chris from Gainesville, Florida. I'm not asking you to admit anything on the air. Matter of fact, don't. But I'm just going to ask you this question. Do you think if we wanted to find something on you, you think we could? Absolutely. Okay, so you still have no problem with this investigation. You think eventually, I, here's one point we'll agree on. The, quote, goods, using your, your words, are always there. I'm telling you I'm bothered that you're not bothered by the fact that a sitting president and his administration spied on the, the president-elect of the United States and a major party candidate, and you have yet to produce, nor has anyone else, a viable reason why this happened. And the only thing you can tell me is that eventually they'll get the goods. What if, let me just throw this out there, let me just throw this out there. Right, this is it, and i got to run. But this what better if, be a point, because I'm losing IQ points as this goes on. What is okay. it? Let's just say, let's just say what they come out with is so heinous that it seems like it was worth investigating in the first place. Would you be okay. willing to concede? All right. uh, yeah, all right, well, i got to go. Thanks for the call, Chris. I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, that's, <laughs> guys, ladies, this is like... You see what I mean by George Costanza world, where he does everything's bizarro Superman land, everything's upside down? What if we've... <laughs> this is like, is this real? Are we having real conversations right now? What, what, if we come up with something so heinous? What, like the dossier? Oh my God, what, like Trump and his, and, his, and his sexual proclivities in a foreign country that was totally fake, by the way? What, if we come up with that? We gonna produce more goods now? What are we gonna find out that uh, you know uh, Paul Manafort watched what that Kurt Eichenwald guy from News was he Newsweek or something? A guy was on Tucker that he watches like tentacle pornography or something. I mean, what's next? This is unbelievable. Eventually, what if we find something heinous? Oh, this is great. Let's throw out the Constitution. Let's go investigate all our political enemies. Let's not care at all because it's Barack Obama and he's being beatified right now, Saint Obama. Let's not question this at all because eventually, someday, we may find something really heinous, like in the dossier. That, By the way, a dossier that actually was true. Let's just forget the Constitution, reasonable searches and seizures, or the prevention of unreasonable searches and seizures. Throw it all out the window. Representative democracy, the Bill of Rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Let's throw it all out the window. When in the course of human events, get it all. Get a declaration of independence. Let's all burn it because you guys lost an election. And maybe, just maybe, one day we will find, quote, the goods. Unbelievable. I'm Dan Bongino. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, at the Bongino on Twitter, contributing editor of a conservative review. Filling in for Mark, he will be back with you tomorrow. Hey, before I get back into the content, my, I am like, I'm a little claustrophobic, for those of you who, who don't know me personally. So those who do, you know that about me. I, I hate being enclosed. My office is so packed with crap, like I can barely move. If you saw, paint this picture in your head. There's a microphone, a TV studio camera. This It's not a huge office, by the way. It's like 8 by 10, maybe. There's like 50 different computers in here. I don't even know what half of them do. A studio set up a camera for cable news hits in here. I don't even know what this stuff does. There's wires. It looks like Frankenstein's layer here. I got a fan going because it's hotter than Hades because all these electric uh, equipment here, it's like burning me down, like melting here. I'm melting like Wizard of Oz. There's sound protection falling all over the place because they got it on cardboard backing because I don't want to hang it on the walls. I got Mevo cameras, iPads, a phone off the hook because it, ra- it rang once during a show. <laughs> that really happened, not on the Mark show, not Mark Levin show, the Mark show. Like he's like Cher or something. No, seriously, that phone rang during the show once. So I got a phone off the hook. I got like comic book memorabilia stuff all around, books. It's a, people send me books all the time, which is great. I got free books from everyone. We're speaking of that, by the way. Hey, my third book is out. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, uh, but it's a, I put a lot of work into it. I would really appreciate if you all would give it a look. It's called Protecting the President. Um, it's an inside account of the problems with the Secret Service and why an agency full of elite, and I do mean elite men and women, uh, is falling apart right now, folks. I mean, the agency was that one of the highest agencies rated for a, uh, agent morale. When I got on the job in 1999, it fell apart, and it didn't happen overnight. And the story needs to be told. The book was a bestseller. We just launched it yesterday. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, bookstores everywhere. And uh, thanks for making it a bestseller. And I think when you read the book, based on the early reviews I got back from friends and from agent friends of mine, um, I think you're really going to be shocked at what happened there. So give it a look. It's called Protecting the President by me, Dan Bongino, available on Amazon. I'd really be honored if you'd pick it up and give it a look. And uh, I'll give you my email. It's daniel at bongino.com. Send me your review personally if you want. I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say. That's my real email, by the way. I don't mess around. And uh, I, don't res- I can't respond to every one. I get a lot of them, but I do read them, I promise you. So uh, Protecting the President by me, Dan Bongino. And I appreciate the opportunity, Mark and Rich, for me to, uh, me to get that out of the way. All right. I have another caller on the phone. I can't get to him now. I'm going to get to him after the break who disagrees with me on this. But I just, I, I, folks, I, I can't get off this topic yet because I'm really bothered that people still don't get the gravity of what's going on with this. Once you sanction the unlimited power of government to target people, not crimes, I don't understand where you think this is going to end. Do you understand that that's the hallmark of tyrannical regimes? The very hallmark of the Soviet Union, of the Cubans, of the Venezuelans right now. The very hallmark of what they're doing is the targeting of political opponents and later, if you listen to the caller before, finding the goods later. The goods meaning the crime and the uh, investigative material. That's not the way it works, folks. You find the goods first. You find the investigative goods first, and then the person. You don't find the person and then hunt for the goods later. As the caller said, don't worry, we're going to find the goods. You know how dangerous this is? We are, like, looking, staring down the abyss right now. Wake up, liberals. Gosh, vote Democrat. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care. But don't support the destruction of the Constitutional Republic. I'm Dan Bongino. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the underground command post. 
deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, contributing editor of a conservative view, filling in for the great one. He will be back with you tomorrow. Have no fear. Hey, I got to tell you, he has – the audience here is amazing. I bring up this thing before. Where they go, nobody knows. And I said it was from a movie, and I couldn't figure it out. Who, folks, seriously. That, I mean, one, I don't even do good, like, imitations of movie characters. It was the worst imitation ever. And sure enough – one of Mark's listeners figures it out. Big shout out to Brian J. His last name's not J, it's the initial. Who posted on my Facebook and a message. He said, that's from, I need like a drum roll. Ren and Stimpy, which I loved in college. Remember Ren and Stimpy? Mr. Producer, you ever watch Ren and Stimpy? The gra- of course you did, because we're roughly the same age. The greatest cartoon ever. Forget Woody Woodpecker, Looney Tunes. Well, we could be talking about liberals on this show tonight, but I'm talking about the cartoons. Forget all of that. Ren and Stimpy was the greatest cartoon in human history. Ren, Ren, Ren was the, the Chihuahua, and Stimpy was Stimson J. Cat and Ren Hork. That's it was Ren. Where they go, nobody knows. So he sent me the YouTube clip. It's hysterical. So Brian J., you are the Mac Daddy, brother. Thank you so much. I have been wondering that for years where I got that from. Now, to get back to the actual show, why did I bring that up? Because I was trying to make the point that, guys, ladies, everything is leaked on the Trump investigation. Everything. On the Trump-Russia X-Files fairy tale, everything is leaked. Trump's pajama choices, his choice of food at night, what kind of hot dogs he likes, how he watches Fox News, everything on this thing is leaked. People have leaked every detail of this thing out there. But amazingly, what still hasn't leaked is a reason Obama spied. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. We, man, I need that. Ren. I'm going to have to put that. That's the greatest sound cut ever. Ren, the Chihuahua. Nobody knows. Nobody has any idea. And this doesn't bother liberals even a little bit. They're not even remotely curious. You want to talk about it. I'm going to get to this a little later, too. I Really, i got a ton of content. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to fit it in. Don't go anywhere. Don't dare leave the radio tonight. Of liberal hypocrisy and all the nonsense they do. But you want to talk about grotesque, stinking, the stench of liberal hypocrisy on this one? So let me get this straight, libs. You're not even remotely curious about how a bunch of conservative Tea Party groups managed to be targeted by the IRS at the rate of, what was it, 177 to 1? Meaning like 100 plus conservative groups were targeted and like one liberal group that forgot to dot an I on a piece of paperwork? You're not curious about that. You're not curious at all about that. You're not curious about Fast and Furious at all. Why Eric Holder was held in contempt of Congress. You're not curious about Benghazi still to this day. Go, well, there were congressional investigations, and we still don't know the answer. We still have no idea. No one to this day, and I challenge you on Twitter, anywhere else to tell me otherwise. Where was Barack Obama the night of the attack? Where was he? I was a Secret Service agent. There's an elevator log when they go to bed, right by the elevator when they go upstairs. What's the log say? Was he going sleepy time? Sleepy time? Commander-in-chief? While our people were being mowed down? Sleepy time? Had to get ready for that fundraiser the next day? 
Hmm. You know where he was? Oh, but there was a congressional investigation, yeah, by a bunch of hacks, insiders, who had no idea how to fix this thing and how to get to the bottom of it. You're not remotely curious about that, why we left our people to die. Oh, there was nothing we could do. Okay, okay, knuckleheads. You know what? You really, that, that's where your pie hole has to clam up real quick, okay? Because I actually did this for a living, unlike most of the clown liberals out there listening. And I'm telling you right now, when we took our protectees overseas as Secret Service agents, the plan was, when under attack, do nothing. That's not the plan, okay? There was the implementation of QRFs. There's other things I can't talk about on the radio. But I promise you, the plan was, do not evacuate, stay there and die. Doubt it. Only liberals believe that because they're dopes. That's what liberals do. They do dopey better than anyone. They're like experts in dopey. They're 100% successful in the implementation of dopiness in their lives. They're not remotely curious about why our people died. The AP scandal. How Obama wound up targeting a bunch of reporters. And the Obama administration, nobody cares about that. But now, all of a sudden, libs are so curious about the inner workings of Paul Manafort's financial situation, who, by the way, was lobbying along with Hillary Clinton's campaign, whatever, director John Podesta's brother. Now you're curious. Now you want all the details. And as that caller in the last hour said, now you want the goods. You know, I'm sick of you frauds. And all of you out there should be, too. You wonder why America gave you the double-barreled middle finger? And while nobody... Oh, we won a popular vote. He wasn't running to be governor of California, folks. Okay? You lost everywhere. Everywhere. You got smoked in this election. You got humiliated. But we won a popular vote. Yeah, you racked up a bunch of uh, voter fraud votes. You won in the coast, and you won in a couple of cities that are collapsing in New York and California. Nice job. You lost everywhere else. You can fly across the entire country in some cases without hitting a state that uh, someone uh, that, that Hillary Clinton won. They've given you the double-barrel middle finger precisely because they are tired of this. Because we disagree on principles. You disagree about America being a force for good in the world. That's the difference. And I, I, I want to be serious here for a moment. I know I use a lot of sarcasm. But I'm not indicting all Democrats here. Don't take that the wrong way. I mean it. There are a lot of Democrats who really do have, they just, I'm serious, I know I have a lot of friends. I worked for the Obama administration, I worked for the Clinton administration, I worked for the Bush administration during my time in, um, uh, in the White House and, and in the Secret Service. There are a lot of people over there who genuinely care. Their ideas suck, their ideas are really terrible, but they're not bad people. They just really have a bad idea about how we're supposed to fix the United States and, quote, progress, to use their term, progressive, the root of, their, uh, of the label they use for their political ideology. But not all of them are good. And the radical left that's hijacked the Democratic Party disagrees about the purpose for America in the world. They see us as an imperialist empire that has achieved its wealth at the, ex wealth at the expense of others. They think we took this from other people. We, how? What did, we, what did Henry Ford steal his idea, what, from an inventor in Accra, Ghana? I mean, are you kidding? What did Bill Gates fleece his idea from, from someone in Honduras? Free markets did this. Economic freedom and liberty. Liberals disagree about the purpose of the United States of America. That's what bothers me. That's what's bothering a whole boatload of people right now. What the heck happened to the JFK party? Ask not what your country can do for you. I mean, what happened to that? Aren't you bothered by that? 
that your party's been taken over by these nutbags? Let's just spy on the President of the United States. What's the big deal? Hillary's going to win. It's not like the Constitution means anything to us. They wipe their butts with it. They don't care. The idea of a government of limited negative powers, it's contradictory to their very existence. The whole liberal ideology is bedrocked on the idea of a government with positive powers. In other words, what a government can do to you. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's take uh, Stephen. I lost my call screen for a minute, but let's hope he's still there. Stephen disagrees with me. Steve, what do you got for us? Yes, yeah, since you do not know the PC, the probable cause that was written in the agent's affidavit for the uh, Title III application, you can't say that the investigation was bogus. You okay, uh, all right, all right, wait, wait, wait. Hold on here. Why does this happen every time? I get on the phone with a great call. My computer always craps out. Steven. You understand, right, that the application was not a probable cause Title III warrant. It was a FISA warrant. Do you understand? But And listen, I'm going to give you the chance to respond. But, again, I have no tolerance for crap. If you're going to call in, at least know what you're talking about. The warrant on Manafort, the warrant we're talking about on the show, was a FISA warrant. It was not a Title III PC criminal warrant. You get that, right? Yeah, but all warrants... No, no, no. Yeah, but nothing, Steve. You don't know what you're talking about. Don't call me and challenge me and say, hey, you don't know the probable cause that was in the document when the document doesn't need probable cause. It does. It was an affidavit. Oh, my gosh. Get off the phone. Get off. Get out. I'm sorry. Get this guy out of here. This guy's a dope. He has no idea what he's talking about. This is a typical liberal caller. This is it. This is why I have these people on the air. This guy has no idea what he's talking about. No idea what he's talking about, and not even a little bit. All right, I got my call screen back. Now I feel a little better. That's why I was a little fiery. Folks, there are two types of warrants out there, which Stephen doesn't know. There's a FISA warrant, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, for you slow liberals out there. Those warrants don't require probable cause of a crime. You can be surveilled if they think you're working on behalf of an agent who's a foreign power. A Title III, what we used to call them on the criminal side when I was an agent in the Secret Service, is a criminal warrant that requires you to exhaust all other investigative possibilities first and then produce probable cause that a crime has been committed and by that person and that the addition of a wiretap would add to the investigation in a substantive way. But Stephen doesn't know that, so he calls going, you don't know what was in the probable cause, either do you, because there was no probable cause, because it wasn't a probable cause warrant. But the, listen, Steve, don't let homework get in the way of your liberal narrative here. These guys are nuts. They don't even care. You see what I mean? By how they have no problem. Obama, Obama spied, Susan Rice lied, and nobody cares liberals on the other side. All they will do is nitpick every little thing to find the reason to beatify St. Obama. Oh, you don't know what was in the document, as if he knows. And if it's in the document, it hasn't leaked. You don't even care about the reason? Nobody even seems to care. No, don't worry. As other calls said, they'll get the goods eventually. Folks, I got to take a break, but the most awesome power on earth is the power to take your freedom and take your life. That power is held monopolistically by the federal government. And you're not even remotely worried that they targeted a free United States citizen and still, to this day, no one has provided a reason. That doesn't bother you. That really speaks 
to you, what the kind of character you have if this doesn't bother you at all. You are willing to throw away the greatest country on earth, a government of limited negative powers. They, they're limited in that they, the, the Bill of Rights dictates what they can't do to you. They can't infringe on your right to free speech, on your right to assemble, and none of this bothers you. That the, 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 you have kids, right? Let me, you know, it's like that Sting song. The Russians, do the Russians uh, love their children too? Do you care about your kids at all? Does any of this matter to you? You lost an election, and you're willing to throw away the freest country in the history of mankind. You're willing to just flush it all down the toilet because St. Obama got cold busted. Cold busted. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is absolutely incredible. All right, I got more to talk about. And thanks again to Brian for sending that over on a good note. I ran in Stimpy. Who knew, right? I've watched that in college. And for, this has been bothering me for 20 years. All right, I'm Dan Bongino at Bongino on Twitter. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino at the Bongino on Twitter. Make sure you give Mark a follow as well at Mark Levin Show on Twitter. Yeah, I, I guess it's so fired up about this stuff. I, I, the, the Queens kid comes out. That's why I understand Trump. You know, he's a Queens guy too. You know, he's got his position on trade is kind of you know busted. It's not really great. It's wrong actually, economically speaking. But I. I I genuinely like the guy. I understand them. I mean, that's how we were in Queens. Last time I subbed for Mark, I explained that. Like, Queens is a tough place. Queens is a tough place because it's not as tough as Brooklyn. So you're like, you're never tough as the Brooklyn kids. And you never have as much money as the Manhattan people. So you're like, always oh, stuck in the middle proving yourself. Uh, listen, I'm dead serious. That is the Queens. Anybody listening who's from Queens knows exactly what I'm talking about right now. Trump's from Queens. He's the Queens guy. It's that, like that character from... Uh, what is that movie? Usual Suspects, right? Remember that? Was it Kevin Pollack? Now, it's not Kevin Spacey. People, are, I know. He was in the movie, too. He was the Kaiser Sose guy. I get it. But Kevin Pollack was in that, too. And, you know, they remember when they were interrogating him? And we could put you in Queens on the night of the robbie. He goes, I live in Queens. You figure that out yourself? Well, you got a team of monkeys working around the clock. Now, that's the Queens mentality. I get Trump. I totally understand. I just can't understand, and I'll, I'll take a call on this at, on the other side of the break. So, Shane, hold on there from Indianapolis, because he's got a point I wanted to bring up, too. And I didn't forget my stuff in the NFL. I have no fear. I'll get back to that. I didn't lose my spot. But, folks, what is happening at DOJ? Listen, I love Sessions, okay? I'm, I really do. I think Jeff Sessions is a really good guy. And I understand he's in a pinch with that recusal, which I thought was a bad idea. But what the heck is going on at DOJ right now? Why can't we clean this thing up? We got a renegade investigator out there in Bob Mueller who's losing credibility by the day. Folks, who hires people who donated and supported Hillary Clinton in an investigation that's supposedly nonpartisan if you're really interested in being nonpartisan? This is, a, again, a deadly serious question I'm asking you. If you are even remotely interested in a nonpartisan, fair investigation into the Trump-Russia X-Files conspiracy theory, the ridiculous, nonsensical, made-up, fabricated fairy tale, and you're remotely interested in getting to the truth, who the heck goes out and hires a bunch of Hillary Clinton donors? Guys, ladies... That, in some limited circles, again, we would call that a clue that something is wrong. <clears throat> Excuse me. What is going on at DOJ? 
I mean, why are we not doing something? Why aren't the documents? Why aren't the, you know, Mark called for this. I, I think it was six months ago. Rich, correct me if I'm wrong, but Mark, I think it was six or seven months ago, called for the, the FISA warrants and the, uh, the documents at that point to be released. What's the, what's in the, the American people at this point deserve to know. The public interest in the continuance of the uh, of the Constitutional Republic right now takes priority over the secrecy of these documents. What is in there? Why was a major party presidential candidate and a president-elect potentially surveilled himself? We know we already know his team was unmasked and his team was surveilled. Why? What is going on at DOJ, guys? Over there, you gotta fix it. I know, I understand, I got a few friends that worked over there, they're really good people, they've tried to explain it to me, but I don't understand why Sessions and their deputies don't go in there and say, fellas, this is done, party time's over, okay? This investigation is finished. Bob Mueller works for Donald Trump. If we can't get a nonpartisan entity in here to clean this thing up, this is over. We're disbanding this thing. What are you worried about? What are you worried? The press isn't going to like you? Guys, they, I'm talking to DOJ folks. Most of them probably don't even care because some of them are probably holdovers from the Obama administration and want this. The press hates you anyway. What are you going to lose brownie points with the press? You will never get brownie points. Stop this thing. This is a witch hunt. Gosh, don't you see what's going on? Do something. You're losing the base. I'm not kidding. I hear it every day. Do something. Do it now. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. If you want to talk to Mark, we have two numbers for you to call. For regular Americans, call 877-381-3811. For liberals, call 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino at DBongino on Twitter, filling in for Mark. By the way, if you haven't picked up a copy of Mark's book, Rediscovering Americanism, do yourself a huge favor and go out and do it today, like right now. The book's amazing, and one of the reasons, read it slow, I you know, I, I, I was lucky enough, I'm totally like bragging on myself. Like, I got an advanced copy of this thing, which is great, because I got to read it before it came out, and you got to read it slow. You can read it fast, it's readable, but go pick it up, Rediscovering Americanism, and here's the reason. One of the things I learned over the years doing conservative commentary is if you don't understand the why, if you really can't break down the roots of liberal ideology, I'm serious, I'm not trying to insult anybody, I'm, I'm, I'm not making this up. You really won't understand. You'll drive yourself crazy trying to figure liberals out. You will. But when you start to uncover the roots of their ideology, everything makes sense. Everything. It all fits into the same exact template. They just repeat, wash, rinse, repeat over and over and over again. Men in the women's bathroom, get the playbook out. Colin Kaepernick kneeling on the sidelines, get the playbook out. Mark explains it. Not the Colin Kaepernick situation, but the roots of all of it in this book. Go check it out. Rediscovering Americanism. It's definitely, definitely worth your time. All right. Now, I didn't lose my place. I promised you before with the NFL. What's going on? The playbook is being taken out again. And what's the liberal playbook? The liberal playbook is this. We have to detach people from the idea that America is a good and benevolent place. Because if we allow normal people to believe that and they start to figure out the reasons why, then we will not be able to empower the state. That's the simplest way I can describe this for you. 
It's a little more complicated, but in essence, that's what liberalism, radical leftism is. If we allow people to believe America's great, they will start asking why. When they ask why America's great and the reasons become obvious, we have no future. Because here's a hint, folks. It wasn't the state. It wasn't minimum wage. It wasn't men in the women's room. None of this made America great. It wasn't the great society. It wasn't the massive growth of the welfare state. It wasn't the growth of entitlements. None of this made America great. So the entire liberal effort is always to distract you and to keep you focused on America's sins, as if we're the only country in the world with any kind of sin, which is laughable at best. So they have to keep you focused on the fact that America is a failure. It's an imperialist empire. Yeah, yeah, we're wealthy and we're prosperous, and but we're, the way to distract you from the obvious, because the, you, you know how you live. Because you live here. You're like, I have a car, I have a flat screen, I have a cell phone, I have an iPad. This is great. You know, folks, I've done a lot of traveling in my prior line of work. I got news for you. We, we are the exception, not the rule, okay? Not everybody lives like this. Most of you know that. Liberals probably don't, okay? They have to distract you from that. So they want you to focus and stay focused always on the fact that America is an imperialist empire that is... Its gains are ill-gotten. Everything we have taken, we've taken from others, which is utterly absurd. Now, that overall platform, basically that America sucks, that's what they think. They have to have you believing, though, that that's a popular position. And the way they do it is through fear. They indoctrinate our kids through that, that, that rotten triangle. You know, the media, academia, Hollywood. That just, the, 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 the stench of the three of them, that indoctrinate into our kids, whether it's through the culture or academics or through constant media coverage, the failures of America, and they start to believe it. And they need you to believe this is a popular position. Because if they, let me explain this to you, just simply. If you understand this is a fringe position, you will treat people who hold the America sucks position as a fringe element. And fringe elements are treated with mockery. Ugh, look at those kooks. We don't pay any attention to them. They can't have that. So through fear and through intimidation and the indoctrination of everyone, they make you believe that everybody feels that way. Therefore, you don't want to be, here's a good example, you don't want to be the dude at a dinner party, right? who goes into the dinner party unsure of how your comments are going to be received. When you go into that circle of people you just met at some kind of foie gras eating cocktail party in Washington, D.C., you better be damn sure if you go in there and you go, hey, Obama sucks, that everybody raises their hand and goes, I agree. Because if they don't, you're going to be thrown out of that place, right? Liberals have everybody believing through their control of the media, through their control of academia, through their control of Hollywood and the culture. That fringe positions like America sucks are widely held. And therefore, they, through fear, they have that guy at the dinner party apprehensive about saying anything to defend America because he thinks everybody holds that position, even though they don't. Why am I bringing this up? Because in the beginning of the show, I teased the story I wanted to talk about why this NFL thing matters. Folks, the NFL is in shambles right now. 
Yes, it's still a billion-dollar enterprise. But there's an article in The Hollywood Reporter on, uh, on uh, Drudge today that if they were to lose this 10% of their audience that they're losing, if this sticks, you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars lost, and investors are taking note. This is from the piece. This is not my opinion. This is just in the – read it yourself. Now, here's a quote from the piece The Hollywood Reporter. They did a survey asking people why they are not watching the NFL in the numbers they were in the past. I'm just reading to you the Hollywood Reporter, not some bastion of right-wing values, okay? Here's a quote. That survey indicated 30% of the viewers who watched less football in 2016 than they did the season prior said they did so because they were offended by players protesting the anthem. Guys, ladies, gents, I'm not making that up. I'm not quoting to you from Conservative Review or Breitbart or The Daily Caller or anywhere else. This is from The Hollywood Reporter. How does that correlate to the dinner party analogy I gave you, where the fringe position that America sucks is widely accepted? Liberals reading this and they're panicking. They don't know what to do. Wait, wait, wait. There's an article out there that... Colin Kaepernick thinks America sucks and America doesn't agree. We got to squash that right away. Let's tell them it's about scoring or people don't like the commercial breaks or let's tell them they don't like the commercials or let's tell them they don't like the cheerleaders on the sideline. Let's tell them anything other than the truth. They do this with everything. Making you believe a fringe position Let's disrespect and crap all over the American, uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the national anthem. Let's crap all over America. Eh, this is widely held. Everybody believes this. They, they, liberalism cannot survive if you don't believe that. The Democrat Party could, but not liberalism. Liberalism is bedrocked in the idea that failures are institutional. And that institution is liberty and freedom in the United States government as it exists now. That cannot be considered a benevolent force and correspond with the existence and progression of liberalism. It can't. It has to collapse. They cannot have you believe that America's a wonderful place. They have to have you believing this fringe position is widely held by everyone, that America sucks and we should all kneel when the national anthem is played. That is why they're in a panic. That is why they lie. This playbook has been taken out over and over and over again. They did this with men in the women's room. Biological men in the women's room. Folks, this was never... Did, uh, has anyone ever talked about this? What, do you remember, for all of those who <clears throat> stormed the beaches of Normandy... That was like a weird sound effect. I don't know if I could choke, put a cough button in here. i got to get one of those. Do any of you who stormed the beaches of Normandy and, and Utah Beach, like my grandfather as well, do any of you remember, like during that time, going home and going, you know... I think it's probably a good thing that if a man thinks they're a woman one day, that they should be able to use the woman's room. Do you ever remember having this conversation up until recently? Ever? Have you ever asked why? Like why this just became an issue? Because the Democrats are married to anger politics. Ironic coming from a guy like me, right? Those of you who know my history, right? Read my Twitter profile. You'll see what I mean. But ironic that that's it's all they have is anger. Anger at the United States. If anger at the United States doesn't work, anger at conservatives. How do you get conservatives angry? You divvy up people into boxes. 
black voters, Hispanic voters, immigrant voters, union voters, and you tell each of those groups the Republicans hate you. You have nothing else. They are shamelessly married to this. This is why we had the transgender bathroom issue. This is why it creeped up out of nowhere. They saw a constituency that they needed to get. LGBTQ, A, B, C, D. They saw that. They said their vote's there. How do we get these people to believe conservatives hate them? I got an idea. Let's throw on the ballot that men should be allowed in a women's room and watch the conservatives come out and go, wait, what? And when they say, what? When they do that, we're going to go, look, you're transphobic, homozenophobophilic, misogynistic, racist, phobophobic, philophobic. That's all they have. They don't have anything else. This is how they cordon off America into interest groups and get them to attack each other. Nobody talked about this ever. The playbook came out again. Get people to believe a fringe position is widely held that men should be allowed in a women's room and get people to believe anyone on the other side of it is crazy. Think about what I just told you. Get people to believe that anyone outside of the fringe position is crazy, not the people in it. And it works. Because they have the rotten triangle. They have the media. They have academia. They have Hollywood. And they never wake up. But it didn't work forever, folks. And that's why, listen, I, I endorsed uh, Senator Cruz strongly. And I still love the guy to death in the presidential campaign. But this is why I am I, absolutely right now hoping that the president succeeds. Because, folks, this battle is not about President Trump anymore. Does he say stuff sometimes you like scratching your head? Of course. Is he the most diplomatic guy in the world? No, he's a Queens guy like me. I totally get it, by the way, as I said before. But do you understand that if we allow them to dismantle this guy through their X-Files Trump Rust investigation, they're, they're illegal, potentially illegal. I, I, I mean, they're spying, they're unmasking this at, 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 at a minimum immoral and unconstitutional actions. If we allow them to do this, everything that I think people stood for in that last election is over. All of it. It's all gone. It is gone. It is done. If we allow them to win, it's over. There are people out there who feel exactly as I do. They are tired of being told that a position held by the overwhelming majority of Americans, you, you the listener, I'm pointing at you right now in your car, that you think women should be in the women's room and men should be in the men's room, you are tired of being called a phobophobophile, istophile. That if you believe America is still a great place, despite its sins, that you are somehow some anti-black, anti-Hispanic maniac who believes that police should be hunting black males on the street. You're like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Are you even sane? And people are serious. You're tired. And you showed up in Pennsylvania, and you showed up in Wisconsin, and you showed up in Michigan with the double-barreled middle finger and you walked behind that booth when you weren't in the cocktail party and nobody knew what you were going to say and nobody could know what you were going to say because it's a secret ballot and you looked around quickly to make sure nobody saw what you were doing and you hit Trump because you said, no, it stops now. This isn't about Trump anymore. 
This is about the dude in Pennsylvania who never voted Republican in his life, who's tired of being a phobophobe or an istophile, being called a jerk, a hole by every single snotty, snot-nosed, punk college kid, bespeckled, foie gras-eating, bow-tie-wearing liberal clown. They're tired of it. And that's why they gave the double-barreled middle finger in the voting booth and said, it stops now. We can't let these guys win. We can't. You will never, ever get this moment back if you do. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino at DBongino on Twitter. Fill in for Mark. He will be back tomorrow. Said a couple times he's it's Rosh Hashanah today. Uh, he is fine. Everything. Someone tweeted to me, is Mark sick? No, he is not. He's fine. It's uh, it's a Jewish holiday, Rosh Hashanah today. He will be back tomorrow. Have no fear. Don't worry, that person who tweeted me that. He is O-A-OK. Uh, let's uh, take a call. I've been, uh, I promised uh, Shane from Indianapolis we'd take him. Is he still there? Shane, what do you got for us, buddy? Hey, Dan, great to talk to you. I just wanted to make the point that the liberal caller earlier, they're waiting for the ends to justify the means. They have, what, 50 years of pretty much all Democratic victories, and it seems like they just have to wait long enough, and the Department of Justice, the, the Republicans, the conservatives, all of us that don't stand up are just going to let them Get away with it. You know, Shane, that is a absolutely marvelous point. You are, that is the liberal ethos, right? That there is no government of limited negative authority. In other words, government, the Bill of Rights dictates correct, right? What the government can't do to you. That does not correspond with liberalism in any way, shape, or form. Liberalism is about a government that can do whatever it wants in the interest of furthering the end. Whatever means those are, you're correct. Is whether it's violence, it doesn't matter. They want state control whenever they get there. And you're absolutely right. That that's a good parallel to this investigation. That the reason this investigation into the Trump Russia X Files conspiracy theory fairy tale doesn't matter to liberals and the reason they don't care, you're absolutely right, is the ends is we want Trump or someone in handcuffs. We don't really care the means by which we do it. Abuse the intelligence system, abuse the law enforcement infrastructure in the United States. Ah, who cares? Grab a donut, watch the show. We'll get the guy in handcuffs eventually. Meanwhile, they don't care at all about Hillary and her server and all the Clinton Foundation donations. They're not even mildly curious about that. But that's a really good point, Shane. I'm impressed. One scandal after another, and and yet we have zero indictments. Only only we have Paul Manafort getting indicted. Where's all the other, where's Benghazi indictments? And, and if you don't think on the liberal side that if, that's what I keep saying to myself, if they would just indict one of them, if you don't think those guys are going to roll up over on each other faster than rats sink, leaving a sinking ship, you're nuts. But if, if they never get indicted, if no one ever puts the flame to their feet, they've got nothing to worry about, and they know that. Well, 
Shane, thanks for the call. I'm, I'm up against a break, so i got to run. But that was a terrific call, folks. Just to, to sum that up in two points, his first point was excellent. You're right. You're right. That's a great way to explain it. The ends justify the means. As long as they get Donald Trump in handcuffs for ripping a tag off a mattress, they don't really care. It doesn't matter to them. They don't care at all. Ethics go out the window. And uh, uh, secondly, well, we're running out of time. Say, I'll have to get to it on the other side of the break. I'm Dan Bongino, at the Bongino on Twitter. Infomark. He'll be back tomorrow. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, at the Bongino on Twitter. Filling in for Mark. He will be back with you tomorrow. It's off for Rosh Hashanah. He will be back tomorrow, I promise you. Have no fear. Oh, I don't even... Now I'm, like, struggling. I'm like, where do I go? Because I have two really awesome things I want to talk about. I have this problem triaging my stories, you know? It's like, what do I... Because, I, you know, it's not my show. It's Mark's show. You get limited opportunities to speak to his great audience. All right, let me just go with this one, because I had this... Uh, I cut this clip before. Most of you know Ben Shapiro is. He fills in for Mark here. Uh, has a great podcast. Has his, you know, his own material, too. Uh, but Ben does some work here as well. Fills in. Uh, it was a Bill Cunningham. Uh, fills in as well. And, you know, I got to give a shout-out to my old buddy, Tom Mark, God rest his soul, who used to fill in. He was a great guy. Rich, you remember Tom? <laughs> he was the man. He was. He was. He was a character. I had to mention Tom. He worked at WCBM. God rest the man. So he passed on. He passed on. He's in a better place now. But um, Ben fills in, and I got this clip sent to me a while ago. I promise I'm going to connect this to a story that's just, that's come out recently in the news. But this is really important. I thought this was from his speech at Berkeley, Shapiro, where he went recently, and it cost him. <laughs> it's almost funny. It cost $1.5 million to secure Ben Shapiro. Ben will be the first one to tell you. He's not a particularly intimidating guy. He's not like a UFC fighter. He's not. He hasn't been in the ring with like the Iceman, Chuck Liddell. He hasn't thrown down with uh, with with, uh, with Carl Sonnen and any of these guys, or or Henzo Gracie or anything like that. He's Ben Shapiro at one point five million dollars to secure Berkeley. I thought the speech out that this uh, clip I have was from there. Apparently it's from a different speech. doesn't matter. It's a pretty golden Ben Shapiro moment. Now, I want to play this for a reason. It's quick. It's, I don't know, about a minute, maybe a little bit less. The audio is a little rough because the guy speaking initially is on the microphone. So listen, because it's really important. Now, let me just set this up for you fast. This is a student at a Shapiro speech. And the premise of his question is that Shapiro, who, by the way, is a Harvard law grad, you, whether you love or hate Ben Shapiro, I like his content. I think it's great. But whether you love him or hate him, questioning the man's intelligence is, is just kind of dumb on your part. But the premise of this student's question, who sounds like a liberal buffoon, is that Ben is not smart enough because he's not degreed. Doesn't have a, a bunch of letters, which he does, by the way. He's a, he got a Harvard law degree. But he's not smart enough to comment on issues that involve like the gay community and reporting to liberals. So, Rich, play that cut. So what is your formal education background? Uh, I guess uh, a lot of people don't know what your undergraduate degree is. Uh, so I was at uh, UCLA in political science and then uh, Harvard Law School. Okay. Uh, so you don't have, uh, you wouldn't consider yourself an expert in sociology? I'm, I mean, I don't consider sociology a particularly expert field, but go ahead. 
I think I'm able to read a sociological study. There are lots of fields of study. Right. I know a lot less about welding than I do about sociology. Uh, what I'm getting at is that you're not considered an expert in sociology, psychology, uh, gender studies, lesbian dance theory, uh, many of the things that you've brought up tonight. Uh, I know a lot more about all those others than lesbian dance theory. As far as if you want to take issue with the argument, I would urge you not to use the argument from authority, which is somebody has a PhD by their name, they know what they're talking about. That's a dumb argument. I love that clip, and I love it for reasons that may surprise you. It was a good response by Shapira, but I love that clip because this student up at the mic, this pretentious little snot who gets up at the mic and goes, wow, I don't know what your undergrad degree is. Was it not in sociology? Dude, seriously? Like, I was a psychology undergrad. I have a graduate degree in psychology and an MBA. I don't talk about that much because it is totally irrelevant to understanding political issues of the day. Uh, almost 100% irrelevant. But questioning the guy's intelligence and the basic premise, let's set up where this liberal is going. Because what the liberal student doesn't realize, because liberals aren't bright enough to figure this out, is he just dismantled liberalism entirely in his question, and yet he smugly is celebrating his stupid question. What do I mean by this? Think about the premise of his question. The premise of his question is that Harvard Law-trained Ben Shapiro, who is a conservative, is not smart enough to hold an opinion on lesbian, gay, or transgender issues, on social issues of the day, basically on anything because he doesn't have a Ph.D. in the subject. Oh, okay, that's the premise. Let's pretend we're running it. For, for liberals out there whose IQs are very low, I get that. Try to follow me here. We're going to work this like a court case. I'm going to lay it out for you. So the premise of the modern liberal through this student who's channeling liberalism is that if you don't have a Ph.D., that you should not comment on anything because you are simply not smart enough. What Hayek would refer to as the fatal conceit, right? You catching me? For those of you out there, regular listeners to Mark who read his last book and have read his book, you, you see where I'm going with this? So let me get this straight. Liberal student guy. You got to see the YouTube video, by the way. He's, I mean, he looks exactly like you think a smug liberal would look, right? The premise of your question is, unless you have a Ph.D., you should not comment or on these issues at all. Yet he's a liberal. He thinks that liberals should run your entire life who have Ph.D.s in nothing. Liberalism ties the entire premise is they should control the economy. They should control the health care system. They should control the education system. They should control men in the women's room. As Mr. Call Screener said during the break, they should control the pond in the, your backyard because of the waters of the United States rule. The elected Democrat politicians who have no expertise in any of these matters at all should appoint bureaucrats and should vote on these issues despite the fact that they have absolutely zero academic interest or expertise in any of this. And the dopey liberal student doesn't even get that. He, I, I, that is, seriously, I have a lot of sound bites I use in my stuff. That is my favorite sound bite of, of what, what do you call it? Sots in the business, sound on tape. My favorite sot of all time. Because it goes to show you the intellectual vacuum that is the modern liberal's head. 
Now, why am I talking about this now? Well, one, Ben's been in the news a lot. He guest hosts here. A lot of you know who he is. He was just on Fox, by the way, during the break, too. But I'm, I, this is a, the segment really isn't about Ben. The segment's about single payer. Bernie Sanders, the, the, who's losing his mind slowly but surely, the, the independent far-left senator from Vermont who ran for president, many of you know who he is, of course, is introducing and pushing a single-payer bill, in other words, government-run health care, that is going to be the gold standard for allegiance to the liberal democratic movement in the 2020 election. I promise you, it is going to be, as many commentators have said, and I wholeheartedly agree, it is going to be the repeal and replace what repeal and replace was for Republicans, in other words, if you didn't say repeal and replace, by the way, most of them lied to us, obviously. We know that now. But if you didn't say we want Obamacare repealed and replaced, there was no way you could win a Republican primary. This single-payer health care will be repeal and replace for the Democrats in 2020. Do you see how this marries up with the kooky liberal asking the question? Let me get this straight now, Bernie. Your liberal buddies, the entire premise of, and, and don't just say, oh, well, it's just one student. No, no, believe me, it's not. I promise you, this is what liberals really think. Liberals think that people like Shapiro and me, like a Secret Service agent, what does he know about anything? I, I don't see, I don't feel the need to defend myself on that. I don't because you're welcome to call into. This is a show with millions of listeners. I'm telling you, and I say this with no sense of arrogance at all. I don't care how you take it. I have never had a liberal challenge me any time, Mr. Call Screener. Tell me I'm making this up, right? If I'm lying, call me out on the air. What do I tell you during the break? If you get a liberal, put him to the front of the line. I not say that? There you go. Thank you. Put him to the front of the line. There are probably 50 to 60 million diehard liberals in the country. Call at any time, 877-381-3811. I take all comers here, all of, because I know what you're going to say is stupid. And I know that conservatism and that our ideas actually work and that you're just going to make crap up. I know it. That's why I say throw the liberals right to the front. Throw them in there. Throw them in there to throw my bring back the old queens in me. Because what you're saying is crazy. That it's just like this liberal student who doesn't understand that his question to Sapiro dismantles liberalism entirely. But they don't get that because that's what they believe. That we are all a bunch of stupid intellectual cretins, and if you would just turn them, uh, turn it over to elected Democrats who will appoint some PhD in, in what did he say, lesbian dance theory, that all of it, I'm not making that up, that's in the sound cut, that if we would just appoint those people, the world would be a far better place and we could get rid of all the great unwashed out there. They think we're all a bunch of stupid hayseeds. Even Shapiro is a Harvard lawyer. He doesn't even have the right to comment. Bernie Sanders is introducing a single-payer plan where government people, government bureaucrats, and elected imbeciles. You know, I, I heard, this was a line, by, I, forgive me again, I forget who said this, but there was a congressman once who said he spent the first year shocked that he got elected, and the rest of his time in Congress shocked that everybody else got elected. He's, uh, listen, I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm a... I am a Christian. I'm a sinner like everyone else. I respect you for your manhood or womanhood, and we all have big R rights. You're all touched by the hand of God with life. But that does not mean you're a genius. And these people up on the hill think they are geniuses. They want to run every aspect of your life while simultaneously saying you're too stupid to do it, while they elect really stupid people on their side who then appoint other people who think they're going to run your entire life and nothing's going to go wrong or we're not going to break anything. That's what single-payer is. What do you think single-payer is? What, By the way, for those liberals out there, kooks, 
who believe in single payer, who do you think the single payer is? Uh, the, the government. Oh, the government? What does the government produce? What is the government? Like Apple or IBM? It produces like government computers? The government gets its money from who? The government gets its money from you. The joke of single payer, and by the way, the joke is on you. The joke of single payer is you're the single payer while the government's the single controller. While kooky liberal Ben Shapiro question asker asked people, well, Ben, you're not really smart enough to be opining on this stuff. Oh, and you're smart enough to run the entire healthcare system, Mr. Pajama Boy, with your dopey looking hat? You, you guys are smart. You figured it all out. Healthcare executives, doctors, nurses, administrators, brain surgeons, they're all too stupid to run the healthcare, medical, and insurance industry. But yes, Pajama Boy figured it out. You did it, Pajama Boy. Good job, Daddy O. Well done. Idiot. Hashtag idiots. This is unbelievable. Single payer. These people can't get a website up under Obamacare. My wife is a web designer. I, I kid you not, when that debacle happened, she was like, dude, I could have done this website. Like, at, at, at one one millionth of the cost and half the time. They can't even get a website. You run them to run the whole healthcare system. <laughs> it never ends. It never ends with these people. All right, I got to take a break. Give us a call, 877-381-3811. I'm at D. Bongino on Twitter. Give Mark a follow as well, at Mark Levin Show. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, at the Bongino on Twitter. Filling it for the great one. He will be back with you tomorrow. It's just off for the uh, Jewish holiday, Rosh Hashanah. Have no fear. He will be back. Hey, thanks, by the way, everybody picked up my uh, new book, Protecting the President. You're cleaning out Amazon as we speak. I kid you not. I checked it during the break, and uh, they're getting more copies in, but you're actually cleaning them out right now. So much appreciated. Thank you very much. You uh Warm my heart there. All right. Do we have a liberal call here? Is that Chris? I, I won't take him now, but is, is that who that guy is? Is he disagreeing with me? Hypocritical to say libs are brainless. <laughs> no, they really are. Like, it requires no intellectual capacity at all to say things that make no sense and ignore facts and data repeatedly. That's the whole essence of liberalism. That's what they do. I'm going to let the government crack open my chest. Let me get this straight. You support single payer, right? This is a great irony of liberalism. You talk to a liberal, get a few beers in them, they'll tell you how much they hate the post office and they can't stand the DMV. But yet they want to go to the DMV for health care to get a heart surgeon to crack their chest open. Yeah, that makes a lot, that makes a ton of sense. That is absolutely great. Everything you can, you dislike about the world, the only interaction you have with government, right, you, you hate, you can't stand. Everything you really dislike about government is the interaction you have with it, right? Most people... Government is an esoteric, otherworldly idea. It is, folks. I mean it. I mean, I, I live in Palm City, Florida. Seriously, how, what, how much interaction do you have down here with the government? I had an air conditioning unit replaced a year ago, and an inspector came out to my house, and I had hurricane shutters put up. That's about it. Oh, when I, when I moved down here, what, two and a half years ago, I got my license, and I got a gun permit down here. I got a local permit in addition to my old Secret Service permit, Right. So I've had a grand total in two and a half years of about four hours of experience with government. Don't you find it a little ironic that when you're forced to 
actually deal with government, and it's not some otherworldly, fantastical idea in the liberal mind, that you actually hate it? What was the last liberal you ran into at a dinner party? You said, you know, that DMV is awesome. I love it. I wish I could spend every moment in the post office and then at the Department of Motor Vehicles next. The interactions you have with government, you hate. You can't, let me get this straight, liberals. You can't stand the cops. You can't stand the DMV. You, basically, you can't stand anyone that represents government, and yet you want the government to sanction the cracking open of your chest in the event of a medical emergency. Yeah, that's not hypocritical at all. It requires actual brain-deadedness. You know, they have that new movie coming, Flatliners. It's a re remake of the old Flatliners. When you're dead. Like, that's the liberal brain. It requires no thinking at all. The response to everything is going to be so. When you challenge, I'm telling you, you've already been there, most of you. Their response to anything. This poor guy's not even on the phone. <laughs> I don't even know what he's going to say. I'm Chris, we'll get there. I'll give you a chance to respond. But I didn't want to cut you. We were up against a break. So, But their response to anything, whenever you throw a fact at them, any kind of fact, almost about anything, like Glenn Davis's batting average for the Houston Astros, will be like, you're, you're definitely a racist. 100 percent. You're like, what? I'm talking about Glenn Davis's batting average from the Astros. Doesn't matter. You're a conservative. You clearly don't like uh, black people. But Glenn Davis is white. It doesn't matter. You're a racist. I'm a liberal. I don't have anything else. You're, you're killing me here. You're making me think. Single payer. Of course, the government can run health care. What does the government run? Well, nothing. But it can definitely handle health care. 100 percent. We're all geniuses. We're liberals. We can we can crack your chest open. Do you have any expertise in healthcare at all? No, no. But I vote Democrat, and I'm sure the congressman I elected, yeah, he was he was he worked behind the counter in a deli before we elected. He definitely can run the healthcare system. He gets it. He totally understands it. These guys are amazing. All right, I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Going gets tough. A tough get. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, contributing editor at Conservative Review. Phil in for Mark. will be back with you tomorrow. Give Mark a follow as well, at Mark Levin Show on Twitter. You can tell I really enjoy social media. All right, so before the break, I was making the point that, you know, liberalism is entirely based on it. It's an anger-centric political ideology. It doesn't stand for anything. There's nothing they actually want to promote except anger at both Republicans and the United States because they can't have you believing that the United States is a success because then you'll ask why. And when you ask why, the reasons, I promise you, do not correspond in any way, shape, or form to what liberals want. It doesn't correspond to big government. That's not what made the United States great. So I guess Chris from uh, Leesburg took uh, offense to that. So, uh, Chris, giving you the chance to respond, what do you got for us tonight? Uh, hello, Mr. Bongino. Uh, thank you for taking my call. And I guess I'll start by saying thank you for your service to our country. Oh, well, um, you're, I, you're welcome. You paid for it. So no, thanks a lot. <laughs> Caught me off guard there. I, I you know, I called in. I did let the call screener know that you know, I, I wouldn't personally call myself a liberal, but I do vote Democrat. Okay. Um, but I listen to Mark Levin, so I guess, you know, take that for what it's worth. Awesome. We'll take uh, it. All right. <laughs> but I did want to call in, and because you made the statement that 
you know, it's, it's particularly this, this liberal student was painting all conservatives with a very broad brush. And that many liberals do that. And I'm not saying there's not brainless liberalism. I spent some time in Chicago. Trust me, there's brainless liberalism. Yes. Yeah, I know. But to, to put all of us in the same category feels very limiting. And then it's hard to find that common ground when I want to with my conservative friends, because I have plenty of conservative views. Um, I just tend to vote Democrat. And when they know that about me, I get, yeah. I get boxed into that liberal category. Yeah, you, you caught me off guard, Chris, because you sound like a really nice guy. And honestly, when liberals call, right, Mr. Call Screener, they're usually like half the range. So now I'm like, wow, I really like this guy. He sounds like a pretty cool cat. But I do have to correct you a bit. Did, you've been listening to the show, right? Yeah. Did you listen to the whole show? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't. Okay, I, all I, right. I, See, here's where the disconnect is. You're saying what I've already said. I was pretty clear. I know what you listen. I'm not going to bother Rich. We're not going to rewind the tape and bore the audience to death. But I'm pretty clear and was pretty clear that I was, I made an actual point, emphasize it, that I was not talking about all Democrats and not all liberals. As a matter of fact, I made the point that I have a number of liberal friends from my time in the Obama administration and Clinton administration who I think actually care about the country who just have really bad ideas. So I, I don't know where to go. I can't. Like, apologize for something I didn't say. I'm, I'm yeah. glad I at least uh, got it reiterated then. No, I, I, Chris, I, listen, I mean this. You sound like a really, really cool cat. Like, you listen to Levin, so you got to be a cool cat. And you sound like a guy who's open-minded. But I, I, don't, I don't think you hate the country. I do think, though, that there is a growing, sadly, far-left radical wing of, of the party you vote for that is taking your party over. I mean, I listen to the speeches of John F. Kennedy sometimes on taxes, and they sound Reagan-esque. I wonder what happened to that party, and what really, if I may ask you, and feel free to ignore the question, that's fine, but then I'd have to hang up on you because it's a talk show. But why does a guy like you, sounds very reasonable and rational, why do you, why do you vote Democrat? I mean, honestly, like, what are they doing for you in your life? How are they advancing the Chris agenda? Well, I, I mean, I, I just come from a, uh, an all-military family and teachers and, you know, people that, uh, you know, I've, I've seen the good that the government can do in people's lives. And I know we talk a lot what? about, you know, government. Well, uh, what's the good? And, you know, uh, well, there's a lot of public school teachers out there that are really impacting children in a positive way. I can yeah, but that that's not government. Those are, those are teachers. There are teachers in Catholic schools. My kids go to private. They're doing the exact same. That's not government. You're talking about a vehicle for paying them. You're not talking about government. Those are just people out there that are teaching. Teachers in private schools do the same thing. Matter of fact, charter schools in New York that are not subjected to strict government rules on how teachers are paid, hired, or fired are outperforming public schools by a landslide. So if the case you're making, I mean, I'm not trying to be a, a smartin with you. I'm not at all. I'm just asking the question, like, okay, so your, your point is that Democrats do good things. I vote Democrat. I vote Democrat because teachers are really good and are doing good things. I will make the point to you and back it up with actual data and research that teachers who work outside of government rules and regulations are performing even better and doing more good things. So how does that correspond to, well, like, Demo that, you know, the Democrats are better here? Well, the um, see, well you caught me in the rub because I would say my more conservative leanings are what you – what you're talking about you know i agree on the government overreach i i can't believe that bernie sanders got the audience that he got so it honestly you know to be perfectly honest it probably does come down to social issues on a lot of things yeah i mean and i i, I listen i i get that 
I, I, I vehemently disagree, especially on the life issue. I don't know where you stand, but I, I, I am that I'm I don't understand. I, I don't understand that. I get how people would have a different opinion, but I am adamantly pro-life. I, uh, but what you know, again, what, what I don't get about that the social issues as well is. You know, are you interested in the facts and data on that either? Like, I get it that they're emotional topics. And leaving aside abortion for a minute, moving to something else like gun controlling, why would a guy like you sounds reasonable? What is the, what is the facts and what is, what, what's the data set you're basing? I'm assuming, are, are you a pro Second Amendment guy or anti? I mean, like, what's well, the data set you're basing I, on? I'm always confused, like, how liberals come to this conclusion that somehow taking the guns out of the hands of law abiding people, because we can both agree criminals don't care, right? That's why they're criminals. Like, can we both agree on that? Right. Like, yeah. I don't well, understand see, that, what you think a new law is going to do. Like, can you explain that away? Like, the, so you said the social issues. Explain that away. How, how does a Democrat come to that conclusion that more laws are necessary when old laws did absolutely nothing? Yeah, well, that's why I don't think I'm the best caller for this because I'm a gun owner and I support the Second Amendment. Man, this Chris, you're listen, I mean, this is a compliment. Mr. Call Screen, I think you'd agree. This is the worst liberal caller ever. <laughs> and believe me, I'm not being I'm not being a smart guy with you. I mean that as a serious, sincere compliment. You are the because most liberals, far left radicals who call, usually are total knuckleheads, completely unreasonable, and don't have any points to make at all. You seem like a super smart guy who has his head on straight. So listen, I gotta I let you go. Yeah, great call. I appreciate it. It really was. I mean, it's a great call because he's such a bad liberal, you know. So thanks a lot, Chris. I appreciate it. Keep listening to Levin. I'll keep you straight. All right. Listen, getting back to this single-payer thing, because it's important. It's come up. And that was that was one of my favorite calls I think I've ever taken on the show. He was the worst liberal ever, which means he's a conservative. Because to be a good liberal, you have to be semi-brain dead. All right. On a serious note, I know I use a lot of sarcasm. But I was talking about the single-payer thing before, which is really government-controlled health care, and Bernie Sanders' initiative to push this, which is absolutely outrageous, which is going to be the 2020 barometer for success in the Democratic presidential primary. Believe me, all the serious candidates are going to vote for government-run health care, despite the fact that government cannot even give you a driver's license the right way at, a, at the DMV. Now, something happened last night that really got under my skin. I had to be very delicate with this, and I'm, I'm not doing it to dance around it or to be PC... I'm doing it because I, I really mean this emotionally. You know, Jimmy Kimmel last night, he's a, you know, most of you know him. He's a pretty popular late night uh, radio uh, TV show host. He does that, that show, the, what's it called, Jimmy Kimmel Show? I don't watch those shows, so it doesn't really matter. But you know who Jimmy Kimmel is. Kimmel's got a big audience. Came out last night again and started bashing this GOP Obamacare replacement bill, which, uh, folks, I, I, I think it's got a ton of flaws. I think it's better than what we have now because it can't get any worse. But I, I, I really wish we did something a little. I, I don't have time to go into the nuances of the bill. But let me just say this. It's not what Kimmel said last night. Now, Kimmel, to be to be fair, and I, I tweeted this out today and the tweet went nuclear. It's got like 2,000 retweets already. I said, you know, hey, Jimmy Kimmel, I get it that your his kid is going through a really, really horrible thing. His newborn uh, had some kind of congenital heart condition. It's a horrible story. And I totally sympathize with him. And a lot of people say, well, you know, he's, he's taking a political stance. It's open season, and it's not. The guy's kid is, 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 is very sick, and I get it that he's emotionally embedded in this healthcare topic. But he's using a big platform, his show, to say things on the show that, again, you have all my sympathies with your, with your child, but that are just not true. 
He's basically making the point that this doesn't pass the Kimmel test, this GOP replacement bill, and the Kimmel test being, well, to take insurance away from people who need it. And I tweeted to him. I didn't put his handle in there, but I tweeted to him. I said, what about all the people who don't have access to health insurance now because of the inflated cost of Obamacare? Does that matter? Now, I'm bringing this up, and I'm being delicate with it because of the son's condition. I can't even imagine what that would be like. God forbid that happened to one of my kids. But that does not entitle you to say things that are absolute propaganda that are untrue. And what bothers me about this, because Kimmel, I don't know his politics, but I think it's pretty clear he has some liberal leanings based on his own public statements on his show. It's, again, this idea that the problems in the healthcare system are somehow going to be mitigated by these geniuses in government who've already screwed up the healthcare system to cause people like me problems. Folks, Obamacare was a disaster for me and my family. And, Jimmy, again, with all due respect, I don't have your money, nothing close to it. I don't have your millions. We're not poor. We may be, I guess we'd be classified as upper middle class. No shame in the game. But we are not rich. And we definitely weren't upper middle class when I was running for office. Matter of fact, if anything, we were dipping down the income scale pretty hard. When our insurance premiums went up, we didn't have a million dollars to pay in cash and carry health care. So again, with all due respect to you, the condition of your child, and you have my sympathies, what about people like me? Do we matter? Do we pass the Kimmel test? What about those people in West Virginia and Pennsylvania? What about those union workers, those non-union workers, those auto industry people, the steam fitters, tin knockers, carpenters, electricians? You know, uh, people out there laying sheetrock, people landscaping. What about them? People who can't afford health insurance anymore because precisely because of Obamacare. Do they matter? Do you have a responsibility on your show if you're going to use that platform, that enormous platform you have? And you're going to mention your child's story, which you are, again, perfectly entitled to do. It's your show. It's your time. I don't watch it, but I know a lot of people do. Isn't the responsible thing to do is to tell the right story, not just your side of the story? Does that pass the Kimmel test? It's not fair. I don't know Jimmy Kimmel. Obviously, I've never met him. I spent a little bit of time in Los Angeles. I saw where he does his show. It's right across the street, I think, from the Dolby Theater over there. But guys, we're the Kimmel test. What about us? What about the rest of America that doesn't have a million dollars to do cash and carry medicine? What about all of those people who've been priced out, Jimmy? Do they matter? And I'll ask you again, don't you have a responsibility to at least address their situation and give your audience a fair hearing on the matter rather than engaging in propaganda? I'm Dan Bongino at the Bongino on Twitter. Info Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino at the Bongino on Twitter. Filling in for Mark. He will be back tomorrow. Taking off for Rosh Hashanah. I, I can't believe it. I'm like, during the break here, I'm just, I got cable news on here. I'm watching Fox. And we got third graders now kneeling for the national anthem. What I tell you about liberals? 
kook fringe positions that you they want you to believe everybody accepts and they frighten you into submission like don't dare challenge someone who disrespects the national anthem they're they're patriots too no no they're not okay like kneeling at the national anthem rather than putting your hand over your heart stand up get off your damn knees and put your hand on your heart you owe it to the people who defended the right for you to do that get off your knees we got third graders doing it now some joker on there, like, defending it. Like, yeah, this is great. Let's teach everybody to crap all over the country. What a bunch of dopes. Disgrace. Idiots. Seriously. For you young, you know, liberals out there who don't understand anything other than hashtag language, hashtag idiots. Right, let me take a quick call. Let's take uh, Dino. Dino from Paramus, what do you got for us? He says you lived in single payer in Greece. And let me yeah, guess. Yeah. Wait, wait, Dino. Let me. Can I steal your punchline? Let me guess. It sucks. Is that right? <laughs> well, you stole it. Motor vehicle healthcare. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's it. Well, it's right. It's communist healthcare. I mean, no, it's, seriously. It's you lived in Greece. Worse. They had single payer. How bad is it? It's worse than you think. You have no idea how bad it is. First, let's go for the course. Everybody thinks it's free. Over here, you have something called FICA. They take seven percent out of your paycheck. Employer matches it. Fourteen cents on the dollar. It covers Medicaid for people who have no insurance, and when you're 65 and older, Medicaid doesn't have health insurance. And where I was, Greece, what do you think that 14% was? And I'm not lying, it's 48 cents on a dollar. 16 from the employee, the, the employer doubles it, another 32%, which he Wait, paid. wait, Dino, <laughs> clearly you're lying right now, Dino. I'm this lying, I'm really lying. I no, that's, say, that's free. Dino, this is free health care. Liberals said it's free. It couldn't have cost 48 cents on a That's not possible. I had 10-week payroll. I needed another five grand a week for payroll tax just for medic, the, the, the government health care. Another thing, they have in every town there's health care police. What do they do? They go check businesses, make sure they have no unemployed, any people who are off the books or so on, because they need their 48 cents a dollar. And then they go and find wherever is a building being put for construction. Dino, does Black Lives Matter protest the health care police over there in Greece? <laughs> I'm, I'm just asking, just throwing that listen, out. Listen, you have to hear this. They go around to see if there's any new construction or, or uh, this or that. And before, to give you an idea, before you get a building permit, you have to go to your health care uh, government thing there and give them an assessment what you get to build because they know what a square foot goes for. And you have to pay 50 cents on a dollar for the projected labor that you're going to pay. So if you're paying, let's, let's say you build a $300,000 house, you have 100000 labor, you got to pay 50 grand health care. Oh, they'll give you three monthly payments to pay it off. And I am not joking. No, no, Dino. Believe me, I, I, I would, I know where you're going. I appreciate the call, Dino. Unfortunately, up against the end of the show, I gotta let you go. But folks, you know, I have a little kind of skit I do over a conservative review. I have this thing called, you know, Steve's Dictionary, where we whip out a dictionary to, to help liberals because they need help. I mean, because seriously, like they flatline in brain activity. And I'll do this thing sometimes where liberals, free health care for everyone, free college. And I go, well, let's get the dictionary. Let's go get the Steve's dictionary out. What does free mean? Like the absence of cost. You understand, right? None of this is free. It's actually grotesquely expensive because now you're not only paying for health care in single-payer health care, and you're not only paying for college in a university system run by the government or a uh, uh, or a public education system K-12 run by the government, you're paying the teachers and you're paying the government to administer it too. I, none of this is free, folks. It's a liberal focus group tested talking point to sucker you into believing that this stuff is without cost. Hey, listen, I really appreciate you all tonight. Thank you for the great calls, the great tweets. If you want to give me a follow, I am at Bongino. 
on Twitter. My website's Bongino.com, and I work at Conservative Review. You can see my material over there. And thanks to everyone, I, I uh, sincerely mean it. You, you, you really did some unbelievable work. We picked up my new book. It's called Protecting the President. It's available on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com. just came out yesterday. Thanks for making it a, a bestseller here on the show. Mark's got a great audience. And make sure you pick up Mark's book as well, uh, Rediscovering Americanism. It's really, really a terrific book that describes the why of liberalism. Again, you can check me out on Facebook, too. I am the uh, verified page. That sounded so fancy. Dan Bongino. Otherwise, I'll see you all soon. Thanks for tuning in.